up, dude? What's going on? Shit. Nothing but the rent. There's no shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's wild out here for you. Yeah, dude. Fucking. I'm just like, I ain't struggling. I don't, I don't struggle, but like. You talk that shit. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. I mean, just bills, you know. And Judas Priest announced the tour, so it's like, I feel do like, I pay this bill or do I get these tickets? I feel like I got the tickets. Fuck yeah, you real, RNS. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. You pay. You pay for the tickets all in one swoop, or did you hit the corner uh, firm, John? One, one swoop, swoop, bro. I mean, they weren't swoop, they weren't too bad. I yeah. found the uh, I found the presale code on the internet. Hey. So you got like a site for that? Don't say it online. You tell me. You tell me later. How it's do you easy. Find presale code. Okay. Google. Yeah. <laughs> Good presale code. Okay. Straight up. That's bad. all I did, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Judas Priest, two thousand four. I mean, twenty twenty four tour presale code. Fucking yeah. took me right to Reddit. When uh, when is it? May. <laughs> May. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. actually in uh it's actually in Evansville. Nice. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay. Evansville must got it a little bit like that. I texted you about I think Smackdown, they're starting they to get coming. better. Yeah. I know they got the university, so I mean it's some kind of thriving city. But uh They got the Ford Center, which I mean that's where SmackDown was. I watched I went to a house show there. Uh I mean they have concerts there all the time, but what? like I don't think Judas Priest has been to Evansville since 2014. Shit, okay. Nice. So, yeah, so nice. I, it's going to be sick. Uh, four seats. It wasn't too bad. It was like fucking oh, 90 bucks. That's what's up, man. If I can ask, yeah. you don't got to say the specific numbers. Um, was a Metallica ticket crazy? Nah, dude. No. No, I mean, oh. I don't think so. I was going to say, I wonder if there's a correlation in culture. I'm just I'm I'm thinking of like, like because well the only thing holding me back is like Taylor Swift but Taylor Swift isn't exactly like Metallica Jewish priest culture but like rap shit Beyonce shit high upscale I'm a, I'm white shit those. well it depends like, I got know the Drake ticket was on my leg and so I didn't really you know look it up like that. I know the Beyonce ticket was crazy the Taylor Swift ticket was crazy not that I looked it up. But also, that's a that's a different type of culture than like metal. Yeah. The WrestleMania ticket, crazy. I got a pre-sale. We'll see, Go ahead. See, like these big shows, like these big arena shows, are always way more expensive than like club shows. Yeah. True. Which a lot of those people you just named off, they don't do club shows like ever. Not at all. They doing arenas. It's just big arena tours. Some could do fucking stadiums. Rappers ain't doing stadiums yeah. without without co headliners, but some could do yeah. stadiums. Yeah. True, 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 true. Yeah, I paid I paid three forty two for like the whole weekend of Metallica for on the floor. For both shows. Yeah. Biggest of what? Yeah, dude. Damn. Like dude, I was talking to people on the elevator too that I was like, I was like, you going tonight too? Like no, I spent six hundred dollars on two tickets at the very top, and I'm thinking, how? Yeah, okay. Like how the fuck? Like because like, like there's different levels of presale. Like you know how they do like one presale. Yeah. Like five days before they go on general public, and then like another one the next day, another one the right. next day, and they're only for like twenty four hours. Yeah. But Metallica has this fifth member club that you can join. It's free to join. Hmm. And okay. you get, get fifth member presale. 
That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. That three forty two is a little over a quarter of what I'm paying for my WrestleMania tickets. I figured. That's fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, how long? How long was the show? Uh, doors opened at four. Yeah. First band started at five, I think. Uh. And the Metallica went on like at nine. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's a whole, it's a and whole got night. Done, got done, got done, what, midnight maybe? Around 11. Around 11, good two hours. So that's what, you said doors open at four? Four, yeah. They went on at five. So that's a good six hours. Okay, that's not bad, because Mania, well, Mania, the pre-show probably be two hours. That's at least one hour of a pre-show match. The actual main show, shit, maybe three and a half, four. So I guess yeah. that's comparable. But, like in the yeah. most I've ever paid for like a club show was like forty five bucks. Mm. Mm. So like that's not that's not terrible. I mean it was like four bands, I think. So like ten, twelve bucks a band. Yeah. It ain't bad. I wonder what that says about like artist recoup from the last few years. I mean, listen, motherfuckers couldn't go on tour the last few years. No. Streaming does not pay at all no but i wonder a lot of venues says, like, too well not a lot of venues but i think it was more of like bigger venues yeah we're starting to take merch cuts too from Damn, bands what the fuck yeah like i don't think any of the places that we go to like normally they i'm 95 percent, 98 percent sure they don't take merch cuts got you okay okay one thing about you know artist recoup from the last few years name value but also, Metallica's been around, what, mid-80s? Or, like, 82. Damn, right? So, early yeah. 80s versus, like, a Drake or, or or whoever. And I don't know. Listen, I don't know, I don't know about overhead. I know I'm sure the Drake show probably is more expensive to put on. But I don't know. I wonder what, I don't, rapper lifestyle bullshit. <laughs> then again, I mean, I, I don't know what the Taylor Swift show looks like either. So I mean, I don't know. I know she uh, has a couple private jets. Um, I'm going a quick tangent in a little bit, but you know the the private jets and no, I don't, I don't, I just wonder what all this shit means. Where Metallica, you you pay three forty two for floor seats for two shows, nigga. Yeah, I am not on the floor <laughs> at Mania. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, and with the, with this tour too, with this tour they're doing, it's not like. They're not playing shows like every night. Like it's like a month. Like they'll do two shows, and then take a month off, and then go to another city. And they go to the city for the whole week. They stay in the city for the whole week wherever they're playing. So they'll do two shows in one month. Yeah. Versus uh, Drake or Beyonce, who's doing two or three shows a week. Yeah. What? <laughs> they got it like that. I really wonder what. Like, well, no. The fans, Metallica fans, are got it like that. They can pay what you paid and go see a hell of a show yep. and not, like, mortgage the house. And the demand is higher because... The demand is higher because they're not out doing 40-show tours. Yep. So the demand is higher. They could get away with charging more if they wanted to. Yep. Like or, my homie, he flew from California, and he's seen them when they played in California, and then he flew to the St. Louis shows. 
Fuck, bro. Like, you could do that. Like, you could follow them on on these tours because they're they're doing it like once a month. I have to stop loving hip hop, don't I? I mean, you don't have to stop loving it. I just can't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, you can't experience I have to it. Stop, I have to stop loving pro wrestling, don't I? Fuck. I mean, no, you can still watch it on TV, but you just can't go there. I just can't pay for it. Damn, bro. That is crazy. That is crazy. I lucked into well, I didn't luck into it, but I guess I kind of did. Because uh, I bought a ticket to Wale Mania. Did I tell you I bought the ticket? Nice. Yeah, I bought the ticket yeah. to Wale Mania. Uh, it's on that Thursday, so yeah, fuck it, extra day in Philly. Um, but I copped it on a presale because they had a, nice. a American Express presale. You can only you can only do it if you had American Express, and I just happened to have an American nice. Express. I never leave home without it. <laughs> and uh, cop that oh. that ticket for that show is like the same as I pay for the Undertaker one man show. How was that? It was dope. It was, you know what? No, it was dope. It was dope, and I and I'll get to why and I'll get to its dopeness. But like the show, the Undertaker show was like ninety minutes. Yeah. This Wale show is gonna have a live podcast plus performances. I'd be one. I just well, you know what? It probably it's probably gonna have a bigger turnout than this Taker show too. Well, and shit too. I mean, like, how much did I pay for? For Hell's Heroes, which that's three days, yeah, in Houston, I think I paid like two eighty for that, huh? For three days, and that's that's general mission. So I, yeah, you're you're wherever you want to be. Bad. Okay, I would love. To, I'd love to learn some of like the behind the scenes aspect of how people price out these shows. Because I'm thinking about like the Undertaker show. It wasn't a great turnout. It was a good turnout for that room. But the room wasn't a huge room, and this is a very niche audience of, yeah. like, wrestling, it's making the most money ever, but it's still kind of niche, and it's weird that way. So, like, Was even, it smaller than the Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff show? Um, Comparable. Yeah? It was comparable, because, I'd maybe say a little more, it was a show, it was a room more meant for, like, concerts. But not like huge, not like arenas, right? It was a room yeah. within an arena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's a niche, it's a niche sport, and it's a niche concept. You have to be a hardcore fan to purchase that ticket. Whereas oh, yeah. Wale Mania, it's blending two niches together: rap and mm-hmm. wrestling. You may not like. You don't have to be a fan of both. Though the majority of the people in the room are going to be fans of both. But you could be, I'd say, huh. I wonder if you could be, a f- no, you'd have to be a fan of at least Wale. Yeah. Like you can't, you, I don't think you could just be a fan of wrestling and go to Wale Mania. No. You'd have to be a fan of Wale, maybe a fan of Wale and not wrestling, but not wrestling I'm trying to and think how Wale. people like would pronounce it without knowing who Wale is. Whale Mania. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Whale mania. I I can. Man, you gonna? I heard this. I heard this Go thing. Whale, whale, mania? whale mania. Yeah, man. So yeah, I can imagine you could be a fan of Wale and not a fan of Mania, but not a fan of Mania. Yeah. So yeah, man. So yeah, I just want to how that shit works out. Um, yeah. the Taker show was cool. Nice. Taker show was real cool. Um. 
They made you lock your phones away, like Dave Chappelle, which is not bad. I'm, I'm not bad at all. There was no bad seat in the house, but yeah. um, the people you got who, questions. Yes, and that's what I was going to get to. <laughs> the people who paid more got to ask questions in advance, and they were like already like uh, pre-written, right? Yeah, so no, it wasn't like, "Hey, raise your hand, and ask a question." Kind of lame. Yeah, interesting thing too. I actually, the majority of the show was fan questions. I act I like I expected more taker leading the show with yeah. stories, right? So how it went was so city that this show was in has hosted a WrestleMania. And funny enough, I didn't even realize this. Uh the day I went was the day of the Montreal Screwdrop. Oh shit. Yeah. And so he incorporated a little bit of that into the show. He started out with a segment that he had never done before. He he said he'd never done before. Um, he picked three volunteers in the crowd and had Chopped like shit uh, out of them. I wish, but <laughs> picked three volunteers in the crowd and uh, asked three different questions. Um, the first question was about you know city that this was in hosting WrestleMania. Um, it said uh, April fifth, nineteen ninety two was the date of what right. He he picked three marks as he and he definitely called them. Which which what a lucky guy to be named Mark yeah. and be in the wrestling business. So he had a good time there. But so he he, he dropped the date and he, he he tells the crowd, he's like, Listen, man, I know what room I'm in. I know what room I'm in. Do not yell out the answer. Do not. And so he asked a question. And you see some people looking around like, yeah, I know this, right? Because wrestling fans are dick bags, and it's a whole bunch. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a I know more than youth. It's yeah, right. So yep. these none of these guys knew it. The guys he picked, and so he made fun about that. And then two seconds pass, and this guy, five seats to my right, WrestleMania eight. <laughs> <laughs> Take, here. take a look up, motherfucker. <laughs> right? And then the lady behind me goes, she's like, uh, there's always one. And then the guy yep. goes, yep, there's always one. And dude had to just sit there, look like a fucking dick. Um, and then the second question was about the Montreal Screwdriver. It was November 9th. No one got that either. Um, and then the third question was, who was his opponent? No, the second question was, where was, what arena was this WrestleMania at? And so at that WrestleMania, Taker wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts. So Taker told a story about almost getting arrested with Jake the Snake Roberts. What were they doing? Yeah. <laughs> so first he told a story about how, so for those who may remember, um, Undertaker and Jake Roberts wrestled, wrestled at WrestleMania 8, and Taker... Sorry, Jake Roberts, that was his last night in the WWF for like four years. He was going over to WCW. And so Vince goes to Taker. He tells Taker to finish. Hey, Taker's the finish. Tombstone, middle of the ring. Right? He's like, cool. So keep in mind, Taker has only been in the business for three years, only been in the WWF for not even two years, not, not even a year and a half, right? Later that day, Jake Roberts goes to Taker. He's like, hey, boss changed the finish. He says, okay, what is it? 
Tombstone on the floor. Roll me in. Pin. So he does a tombstone on the floor. Rolls him in. Pins him. Taker's like, man, I just had a great match with Jake. He walks to the back and gets blessed by Vince McMahon. What the fuck was that? Why do you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what, man? Jake Jake told me you changed your finish. He did not change your finish. And got blessed out because Jake was trying to make himself look strong on the way out. Right? So, that was the first part of the story. Second story was one night, Taker was riding with Jake between towns. They were somewhere in Florida. Which is so Beers. funny that he told a he told a Jake story when I told the Jake story last week. Yeah. Miss Ohio. I was like, oh that's that's coincidental. So they're on the way to Florida, somewhere in Florida. I think it's um Tampa. Um he told her, he said how Jake was a guy who got him into certain clubs where women's clothes fall off. So they're on the way to one Jake of those. Jake would never go to those clubs. What? That's crazy. <laughs> so Taker was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jake was like, I got this girl down there. I want you to meet. Taker was like, oh, for sure. I got a girl down there, too. So they go to this strip club. Right when Taker says, everyone goes, oh. <laughs> so they go to this strip club, this gentleman's establishment. And Jake sees a girl coming over. He's like, oh, hey, my girl's on the way. And Taker looks back. He's like, oh, shit. Yep, she's coming over here. My, oh, she's come, mom's coming, too. Of course, it's the same girl. She, she puts her arms around both guys, smiles and laughs, and Taker was like, I told them not to let kids into this room, so I'm not going to tell the rest of that story. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So he tells another story about Jake, about how they're on the, on the road one night, and Jake's driving, and they're drinking beers. And hell yeah, hell yeah. And Jake's a hitting, you know, drinking and driving. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Jake hits some kind of speed over over the limit. He's speeding, he get, he get pulled over. Well, these cops, as he's pulling over, Taker's like hiding cans, he's putting cans between the seat, between the seat and the door. He's putting cans wherever he can. So, the, the officers happen to be huge Jake the Snake Roberts fans. Jake gets out, they, they they figure it out, and Jake decides that this is going to be the night he's going to try to rib Taker. <laughs> so, the cops walk to Taker's door, and they start talking to Taker, and Taker's scared out of his fucking mind, he's been drinking, right? So, they ask Taker to step out of the car. Taker opens the door, beer cans everywhere, falls out into the street. (laughs) The cops are no longer as friendly as they were. And that'll happen. That'll happen. That (laughs) yeah, I told us I told a story about a not so friendly cop a few weeks ago. Um and in all that hubbub, Jake has the nerve to get mad at Taker. Jake's like, motherfucker, if you didn't rib me, this would been no fucking problem. You're speeding. Bro. Yeah. Jake is speeding. Jake decides to rib Taker, and then Jake gets mad at Taker. Um, he says, like, after, like, 40 minutes of begging, like, they did let him go. But, uh. It's, a lot, it's probably a long 40 minutes. Bruh. Bruh. 
me and you would still be in jail. No, yeah, actually, no. Shit. You're fucking Jake Roberts. They'd be like, you're the fucking guy who shots guns videos on dot gun beers, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you know. You, you try to rib me in fucking paraphernalia. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, it was a dope show, man. It was a dope show. Nice. It was heavy on it was heavy on fan questions. That was the only story he told about himself. Um, funny enough, with all the nine line jokes we made, which is yeah. kind of like this. Oh, this kind of happens with like older white men. Like older white men are quick to tell you how like diverse their friend circles have been <laughs> as they grew. Oh yeah, brother, <laughs> brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> He was talking about the ideas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And was like, well, hell, that was the Bone, that was the bone Street crew uh, for years. <laughs> we had me. We had a black guy. We had a Samoan. We had a Puerto Rican. We had, I'm like, all right, okay. We had it all. We had it all, man. We were diverse before diverse. I'm like, all right, okay. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a cool show. Heavy on fan questions. He told stories about how uh, – both his orbital bones, orbital bones, can't talk, orbital bones, uh, orbital sockets broke. One from Mabel, oh. one from Ray Mysterio. Uh, the one from Ray was worse, actually. Um, but it was cool. Money well spent. Money nice. well spent. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're good to get those experiences, them experiences. Quick little 90 minutes, um, in and out, man. And then, nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. They need to do more shit like that. Like, I'm sure they do more stuff like that, like around like the big events and stuff. But like, I mean, yeah, they were they did that whenever we went to uh, Survivor Series. Remember, it was Jimmy Hart. Did they? Okay. I think it's I think been, it was Jimmy Hart. Yeah, it was nine years. I forgot. Yeah, but yeah. like nine fucking years ago. No, they need to do more shit like that. I mean, like they did it for the fucking Rumble. Yeah. Why not? I mean, people are gonna go if they're offering Facts. shows like that. Facts. I mean, people bid for Mania because of how much money it brings to the city. So, yeah. and hell, small companies run shows during that yep. weekend because of how much money it brings to the city. So, I imagine there's gonna be all kind of shit happening in Philly. Um, some better promoted yeah. than others. All kind of shit happening in Philly. So that extra day, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Maybe I'll cop a cheap SmackDown ticket. Maybe I'll find a little uh, little indie show. Maybe I'll find me well. a, a little little, a little ch- a Philly cheese steak and uh, yep. ring her Liberty Bell. Um, yeah. No, there's always that too. So I, I need to find like a little travel group because as of now I'm dolo. Um, ah shit! Yo, that won't that won't get me robbed. Yo, I mean, you're, you'll see. I mean, everybody that's going to be there is going to be there for the same shit. For sure. But they're probably going to go with their <laughs> inner circles and not have resting real nigga face. Well, I mean, you got time to work on that. Uh, Just do that. What you're doing right there. Ah, uh, smile. <laughs> Just smile. Aw. Be a nice guy. Be a good guy. <laughs> See, I, like, I don't know. Like, I always have that face. But, like, I mean, I was walking around by myself in St. Louis, so it was like. You're famous. I got. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. famous. I just need to start accepting that. Like, yeah, I thought you had. I just be chilling. I just be chilling, dude. Like that's it. Like, well, you got famous. You got famous a natural way. Like you didn't put on airs. You're not. It's it's a performance, but it's not like like it's a show, but it's not a character. Oh, I still get people like sending me videos of like 
how to make money on TikTok and shit and like all this mm. all this dumbass shit and it's like you gotta fucking promote products and all this fucking shit and like nah uh uh-uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on all that. Like, just, like, he's like, yeah, like, you could sell this this hairbrush. It's like, no. The fuck? I don't brush my hair. I do brush my <laughs> hair, but like, but like, nah. And you like the whole, like the Kraken, like, you've, have you seen the Krakens? No. It's like, okay, it's like, it's probably like the, as big as like this right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And it's got, it's like, it's a wall, but it's got like these teeth that make like a fucking... Like a beak, basically, uh-huh. and you shotgun beers with it. And people like they try to like crack and reach out to me. They wanted to send me some of these fucking things or promote them. Really? Nah, dude. Like, what am I gonna do at a party? Like, ever gonna be sucking on my cracking? <laughs> trying to. You know what I'm saying? Because like normally, like when we get a gang shotgun, like I'm the only person that carries a knife. It's like I gotta right. fucking cut everybody's knife open before right, the video right, gets going, right. and then like I cut my video, I cut my beer open the during end. the video. Everybody else is ready. Right. Yeah. We're gonna do passes, crack around, and I'll right. suck on it. So the cracking helps you shotgun, or does it does it cut open the beer? It does. Like you drink through it. Okay. It's like an attachment Got to the beer. Got you. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna stomp on that thing with that thing in there? Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't motherfuckers understand that, like, the best way to have someone promote a product is to give them a product that they would actually use? Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, it ain't like somebody gave you a knife to promote. Yeah. Right? right? That would make more sense. Like, if. Like, dude, what I use in St. Louis, like, when we went to the Rumble, I, I just used my a fucking, keys. like, a card. No, no, I used a card. Was it? See? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like,. You don't use those kind of accessories. Like, if uh-huh. Duke Cannon came to you and was like, yo, promote my shit, it would make more sense. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? If Budweiser themselves yeah. came up to you, I don't know how you haven't gotten a Budweiser sponsorship. But if Budweiser came up to you directly. Uh, it's the uh, alcohol abuse, pretty sure. Abuse. Yeah, I'd be abusing... <laughs> what, what the knifing or the drinking? What is it? The, the stomp? drinking. <laughs> it's the drinking. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like you drink my uh, shit yeah, too dude. aggressively. See, like, and like, I don't know this dude personally, but this guy he runs a uh, he runs one of the beer groups I'm in. Yeah, uh, I think it's the end is near. So I drink beers based out of St. Louis. It's pretty. It's a pretty big group. Yeah. And, like, they put on, like, they do, uh, like, parties every once in a while, and they donate all the money to charity mm. and shit after that. Like, yeah. But, like, he reached out to Natty, and Natty hooked him up with, like, 300 cases of beer for free for yeah. the fucking party. Like, that's tight. That is what's up. That is what's up. Yeah. That is what's up. Yeah. I'm definitely not against uh, money-making opportunities. That makes sense. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Luckily, you're you're more charismatic and, than me. No one's coming up to me. I still haven't gotten a do rag endorsement yet. Um, They're tripping, dude. Dog, thank They're you. Tripping, bro. What the fuck? What <laughs> the fuck? Right. We'll get there though, man. I got some projects I want to work on. Some stuff I ain't working on. Um, which you know, I, I either will or won't ever mention on air, uh, depending on how that shit pans out. We got some time. But um, speaking of something I want to work on, man, wedding season is dying down. I am uh, thinking about picking up a second gig hosting trivia Ooh. nights. Hey. Yeah. 
Yeah, like that's right up your alley. Bro, I went and shadowed somebody last night. Cake. Yeah. Cake cake. And that's something I need to get up on. Fucking round, bro. Fucking round. <laughs> go to the fucking go to the VFW here on trivia night. Bro. <laughs> get fuck around, bro. Part go to of the it, Elks. Like the, the the girl I shadowed, right? They like her. She's been doing it. She's been at this one venue for five years. Damn. And, like, there's a rapport there, and they like her. But here's the thing. No charisma. Uh, no charisma. Not cracking jokes, nothing. No. Yeah, fuck that. That's no time. charisma, right? And they love her. So I did one round of questions and had some motherfuckers rolling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh you shit. Cake. Cake. Yeah. Shit, it pays like shit, like, but it's cool. I feel like the people that do do that shit, like the people that go and play trivia, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of the same people. There are a lot of regulars every week, so like you're gonna get to know these people, like, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna get to clown on them, yeah, kind of. You know yep. what I mean? Like having fun, yep. And I'm here for you know the performance aspect, but also potential networking because that shit will only can only contribute to what I do in a day to day. It could contribute to shit I want to do outside of that. So, why not, man? This shit will supplement my uh, my manager bonuses since shit's going to slow down. But, yeah. fuck it, man. Quick little two hours a week. Um, a, might as well. At, at a bar slash grill with jokes yeah. jokes and hoes. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah what else is it, bro? What else is it? Yeah. Work, gym, sleep, hoes. Yeah, dude. Lovers, not hoes. I have any hoes. Yeah, um, <laughs> These are all jokes, by the way. I'm a wholesome Midwestern boy. I'm a born again virgin. Born again virgin. Um, hey, bro, quick question, which is going to be hard for yeah. you to answer because you're an only child and hard for me to answer because I'm black. This is an offhand thought. Um, we don't have to go too in depth. Do white people like actually like their siblings? I think so. But that's kind of tough that you like, huh? I think so. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Like, it seems like there's like an underlying, like, oh, I'll fuck with my sibling because I have to kind of thing. But, like, there doesn't seem to be the same kinship, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, whatever. There doesn't seem to be the same kinship and kindness within white sibling relationships that I see in black and brown sibling relationships. See, like, I don't know, man, because, like, obviously, I mean, I know people that have, like, siblings, but, like, it maybe it's because we're, like, older now, mm-hmm. but it's, like, they, like, I'm not like, hey, where's your brother at? I feel you. You know, like. It just feels like there ain't no warmth. Yeah, like there's loyalty. I know, like, but ain't no warmth. When I'd go to the homie, when I go to the homie uh, camp's house back in the day, yeah, like I would fuck with his little brother about Cameron. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like, but yeah, they were always fighting. <laughs> oh, and I feel like I mean the Burns, they were always fucking going at it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. like. Yeah. Over, they're always going at it, and I mean, the uh, I don't know. I mean, like I feel like a lot of the people that I know that did have brothers and sisters, there was a big age difference. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, they 
probably weren't kicking it on the regs outside of the house. I see. Maybe that's part of the, the secret to white success, too, is, like, not giving a fuck about your family for real. But, like, <laughs> like making sure your family is good because they're, like, your family. Just when you have but to. Like, yeah, but, like, keeping it in the family, but not really giving a fuck about your family for real. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. I did see an IG post. It was a real. It was uh, some NBA players, Kenyon Martin and some other NBA players. And they were talking about, like, the idea of wealth and how, like, when they would ask, like, you get somebody on, like, a, like a, um, a newly signed black NBA player who just signed his big contract, and they're like, oh, what are you going to do with your money? And they're going to say something like, you know, buy something crazy or buy my mom my house. Um, but then you ask, like, a newly white signed NBA player, and, like, they don't have any of those same answers. What do they say? Like, I don't know, man. I, I, shit. What do they say? <laughs> I honestly, I don't even remember. I don't even, and that ass, I don't even really remember because the point was more about like black people when they get money. It's hard for black people to get generational wealth because when they get money, they put the money backwards. They go yeah. and save everybody. They save their friends. They save their parents to where it's hard for them to build generational wealth. Whereas when white people get money, they're not going back to save everybody. Maybe because they uh-huh. don't have to, or maybe because, man, fuck them niggas, man. Whatever what was, it is. I, I seen it on uh, on Twitter. It was a while ago. It was maybe like a month ago. I didn't really get too far into it, but mm-hmm. like uh, Jay-Z's cousin asked for like five grand. And he that, was like, shit. Nah. <laughs> that shit got so blown up proportion. Yes. Yeah, that happened. So Jay-Z was in the interview. And I don't know if it was the Gail King interview or not, but see, look, like, see, man, fuck the family, right? But no, so Jay was talking about how like he'll go home for holidays and him being a guy with money in the family, like family members will come up with him with like these bullshit harebrained schemes of like, yo, you bust me out forty eight hundred bucks, boom, boom, you get boom, boom, boom. Instead of like having like an actual plan, a business plan. And they they were just like, yeah, you got the money, lend me $5,000. And they's like, nigga, what? Right now I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I'm not just going to, no. What are you talking about? It's only 5K. No. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not just, yeah, no. Because listen, dude, if I had that bread, I would definitely like, listen, I got homies who have certain plans of mine, goals they've always wanted to do. If I had that bread to facilitate that dream, yo, you come up with this business plan. Well, you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom. We'll make a shape. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not just here. Take this 5000 You know what I'm saying? No. Family, though. Listen, maybe I just have... <laughs> listen. Listen. Maybe my predisposition for finding myself in white rooms and inside of white women means that I just need to live out my inner white man and just say, fuck everybody. Get this bread and oh, yeah. not save anybody. Yeah, dude. Like, have fun. Like, and fuck everybody else. Get paid. And put something forward for the future instead of trying to save everybody behind me. Because, right. I mean, like, dude, like... Yeah, dude, just have fun. I mean, like they say, man, some niggas can't go. Some niggas can't go. You know what I'm saying? They got to stay at home. 
They got sometimes you just gotta stay home. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get these streams up. You know what I'm saying? I, I my my main yeah. gig has a couple streams. I'm trying to get a little side gig stream. Trying to fucking build hobbies to turn them into little mini streams of fulfillment. I don't know, man. Maybe you just gotta just you know. I've been living nomad life. And we had a whole soliloquy about living nomad life and how that's not the same thing as it used to be for me anymore. But, like, I'm still dolo out here. Yep, me too. You know what I'm saying? Still dolo out here. So Like, I don't do shit. Like, fucking, where I've, where I've lived for, like, ten years now, like, yeah. I think I've went out, like, four times. One of them was with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't fucking, yeah. dude, I don't fucking hang out with nobody here. Like, yeah, dude, yeah, like, no I, mean, I, I see people, like, I see people that know me that I've hung out with once or twice. They're like, oh, why don't you ever come out? I was like, yeah, it's not yeah. fuck, y'all. Like, yeah. I mean, y'all are cool, but, like, we just don't do the same shit. You wouldn't go and to I'm not the gonna, Legion? Nah, I'm not going to go out and get shit-faced and fucking at some bar that would like my cousin's friends you know what i'm saying and like end up out in the country at some motherfucker's house that i don't even know hell you know nah. yeah hell no nah. like i can't go hell no nah. when i'd find myself on excursions shit nigga you you get a text yo i'm at this address yeah oh and yeah i'll wake up in the morning hey thumbs up nigga oh yep. good buck hell <laughs> she had the dragon tattoo on her back my guy <laughs> Yeah, damn it. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's a life. It is the life to live. I was in the group chat yesterday. Shout out to Biv. Shout out to the homie DJ Reed City. We were talking about DJing and stuff. And Reese was like, yeah, wh- where are you? <laughs> and I just found that shit to be amusing. I'm chilling, dude. What do you mean? Because <laughs> even in like even in the pod, even, I'm very su- su- uh, selected by how I speak about my location. It's always city yeah. I live in. City I used to live in, city that this show took place. Yep. Uh, my Facebook doesn't have all it has is from Danville, Illinois. It doesn't have where I live. Doesn't have my birthday. My I've got IG. the city I used to live in still on there. You said what? So I've got the city I used to live still on there yes. as my current. Nope. From Danville, Illinois. Yeah. My IG. My real name is nowhere any to be found. The company I work for is nowhere to be found on any of my social mediums. What do you need to know? Why do you need to know where I work? Yeah. Why do you need to know where I work? I'm very yeah. stringent still. I just got a follow from a woman I used to date. Guess who's not getting a follow back? Still. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, some things ain't meant for social networks. I don't, like, I don't, I, I don't owe you niggas that. Nope. I can post on social media all day. You have no fucking clue what I'm actually dealing with. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the like the comments that I get on TikTok are, like, a lot of them are, like, where do you live? We should party. And it's, like, I'm not even going to entertain this. Bro. Like, there's no point to even entertain these comments. Mystique makes money. Mystique creates yeah. interest. Like, yeah. I, you, the most I'll ever put about what I do and what I work out, online, I'll let you know, hey, I, I I got guys who can handle your wedding. Yeah. And I'm in like and I'm at where I'm at. You ask me enough questions, I'll I'll get you to the right people. You don't need to be no. No. Hell no, nah, man. No. And so sometimes for me there's a balance of like how I may carry it professionally versus personally or how I carry it online. Like my Facebook page, I I post less and less because my real name is there. 
and there are eyes and ears. I, I just I move like I'm being watched all the time. So I don't get to talk it how I feel it all the time. Yeah. Especially if you look at your Facebook memories from 10 years ago, nigga. Oh, yeah. Mm. It used to be Mm-mm. a lot more candid. Yeah. It used to be a lot more candid. I got a joke in my brain about watermelon that I've been dying to put on Facebook. And it's just <laughs> sitting there. And I can't. I can't. But I want to. And it's got to be Facebook. That's the best place for it. It's got to be. I might drop that shit. I listen. I might. I don't know. I'll do it on my birthday. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can wait that long though. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe Christmas. I don't know. Day's coming up. Listen, everyone's on social media on Christmas. While you out there oh, yeah. showing off matching pajamas, your 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 kids and their crusty faces and their presents and your Christmas trees, nigga, I might drop a joke about watermelon. That's I'm looking forward to it. This has been hanging out in my memo <laughs> section. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. What a time. Uh, word. I want to thank you all for pressing play on episode 201 of the hard camera. T-H-C-C-C-I. And I am your guy, your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just under your vision. I'm sitting with my tag team partner as always, Big Ren, the legendary. And together, we are, I think we've been Los Guerreros before, but in the light of the... Uh, the passing of Eddie Guerrero, we are Los Guerreros. Big Ren, let me can reach on the social medias, dog. You got it, amigo. All you sick fucks can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Threads, and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore M-A-A-F-F-H-U-C-K-A. Juve, let me know where the fuck they can find you at. Juve Desayuno, J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O, and all your favorite social mediums. Check out the hard camera on Twitter or X or Twitter and the Instagrams. Me and Big Ren on the show page at the hard camera. Live coverage, witticisms, predictions, whatnot, here to forth, etc. And things of that nature. But above all else, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Amazon, other places, other places, and a couple other places. Shoot us a five star. I keep I, I I sometimes forget I want to get better at that. Shoot us a five star Fox Splash, man. Let them know that you uh that you fucking with the hard camera, man. Tell a friend to uh tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. They'll come back to you as if you didn't tell a friend. That's just how that's how rumors work. Go start a rumor. Start them fucking <laughs> rumors. They better be good ones though. Yeah. Listen, don't listen. Make it creative. Make it creative. Yeah. I tell my team that. Like I tell my guys, I'm like, listen. I don't care if you talk about me when I'm not there. I'm the boss. It's going to happen. Just, yeah. just, I don't care if you talk shit behind my back. I don't care. Just make it fucking creative. Yeah. Like, don't, like, don't give me your bottom shelf shit. Give me your, give me your, give me your Casamigos. Give me your top If I do hear shit. about it and it is lame, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clown your clown ass. You. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because, guys. <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'll fuck you. I'll fire I you. I do up. this for a living. <laughs> yeah, listen, man. You, you listen, yeah. Be creative on be creative on our names, man. Y'all don't play. Content hopefully help us pay a bill or two. WrestleMania's coming up and I paid four times as much than Ren did for uh classic classic entertainment. <laughs> 
It's gonna be dope though. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, though. I really wish. Sick. I really wish you were gonna be there. I really do. I do too. Cause I'm yeah yeah. What a time. That car is shaping up, boy. I can't wait till April. Um, word. Oh damn! I just it doesn't matter. I was thinking about how we're gonna record for that since Wale Mania is on a Thursday. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. It don't. Yeah, yeah doesn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, word. AEW Full Gear 2023 this Saturday. Um, but before we get into that, let's uh let's update the numbers, man. Yeah, let's do that. Oh yeah, you wanna you wanna do that? Yeah, you seem yeah, kind of seem a good little, idea. Seem a little excited. Word. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah. All right. Uh, Big Ren sitting at seventy of ninety-three. Matches predict- predicted seventy-five point two six percent. Put your eyes back in your head. You got Juve. I'm gonna catch up. I'm gonna catch up right now too. There's too many matches for me not to make a fucking move. Juve sitting at sixty-eight. Of ninety three matches, seventy three point one one percent. It's not bad. These are, it's not. I was gonna say these are phenomenal percentages. Yeah. Like, I this is some proud stuff. Yeah, I think but, it's better than we were doing last year. Dead ass. This time last year for sure. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine matches coming up. We're going to swing this pendulum, dog. And I got a feeling, because this happens with AEW show. It, now, listen, I, I, de- I picked Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel. Sorry, I picked John Cena at Crown Jewel. Yeah, and it fucked that. me up. But it's really the AEW shows that be swinging the pendulum on a dude. Pause. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Their booking style is just, and I don't hate it. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, but nah, we, nah I'm on this one. I'm on it with you. I'm on it with you, dog. Um, overall, man, we think of the card. I'm I'm excited, but like I'm not super excited, and I think I'm not as excited just because it's on a fucking Saturday. Oh, I don't let the day of the week do it to you. Yes, it is because kind of sucks, fucking wrestling pay per views should be on fucking Sunday, bro. And they're make doing America they're doing Great World's Again. End. They're doing World's End on fucking Saturday too. Really? Yeah. Uh, because I mean, it is New Year's Eve the fall that Sunday, but still, fuck okay. that. Yeah, and they gonna run a seven hour show. That's all right. I I'm not doing shit. I guess that man, because I don't know what I'm doing either. It depends on this day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some love, man. She fine too. I'm gonna show you the picture. Uh, <laughs> she had a son though, but you know, whatever. A whole another conversation. Um, as they say, man, sometimes it's for a season, not a reason. Or somebody says that. Hey. And it's about to be cold outside. Um, yeah, she nice. I'm sorry. Uh, I got distracted. Um, I digress. I digress. I don't hate. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I do wish it was on a Sunday. Make America great again, right? Um, I never thought of that as a factor, Dev, that a Saturday could affect the excitement for a show. It's because I won't be able to watch it live. Yeah, and watching live counts. Yeah. Watching live counts. Um Especially in the era of social media, watching it as a family, not even thinking about potential spoilers, but just sometimes you just want to be in the mix, in the mix. Like Survivor Series, I'm going to miss Survivor Series live. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, you work every Saturday. Um, yeah. And I'm working that Saturday. I, I, I put myself on a show to stack this paper, so I'm going to try to ignore my phone, ignore notifications, and go straight home and... uh 
watched the I get more spoiled from AEW though, because like they yeah. are they are posting as soon as the match is over. They don't play. No, dude. They don't play. Um They yeah, I mean they have their ten- I mean listen, they are still for all the immediate success they've received, right? The TNT and TBS deals, more deals, more deals, more deals. I mean, they are still an upstart company. Yeah. And you see that the way that Tony Khan talks. I haven't called Tony Khan a goober in a while. But like, he still is. He was who he was for you guy here, right? Yeah. So they do upstart company things. They got to keep promoting. Um, so, yeah, they, they got to get right to it, man. Social mediums and all of that stuff, man. Um, but I'm looking forward to the show. I think there's some interesting. We always talk about the style of storytelling with AEW versus WWE, but I think there's some there's some interesting stuff going on right now, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's safe to say, honestly. Now I now a little bit, but before CM Punk left unceremoniously, I mean they had the MJF um, Adam Cole story, but ever since you know CM Punk left. I mean, this Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega story is kind of interesting. Tony Storm, fucking killing it. Christian yeah. Cage, fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the story of Orange Cassidy himself. So they they've got some stuff here. Oh yeah, they've really got some stuff here. So I think this is gonna be a dope show, man. Uh, it's gonna really lay stuff out for the rest of the year. Um. Of all of these matches, this is the one that I just, I'm not sure about as far as my choice. And it's for the Zero Hour for the ROH Tag Team Championship. MJF and a partner to be named later versus the Guns. Now, before you give your prediction, of course, who do you think the partner is? The only person I could see it being is Joe, yeah. but even that's like 50-50 for me. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I've got no fucking idea. Unless, like, and it's on zero hour, too, so, like, it, like that that right there, it's just, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. I know. Like, he starts the show and ends the show. Like, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's fucking crazy. Like, I want to talk he, more like, about the thread of MJF with when we talk about the Jay White match, but yeah, yes. Like, dude, I never thought he would be wrestling this much whenever he became champion. Bro. Because he was like, you'll never see me wrestle on Dynamite. You'll never see me wrestle on Collision, fucking hey, Rampage. None of that shit. Champion. You're going to have to pay. Fighting champion. Yeah. Bro, very understated babyface turn. From MJF. Oh yeah, 100%. like I, I can't think of a bigger fucking dick bag than MJF, and the way that he's become so beloved, so believably. Yeah, it is entirely fascinating. It's so fascinating to me. <laughs> it's so fascinating to me. Like, and even. <clears throat> Like, the dickbag ways aren't even as... Like, when he first turned babyface, he still was kind of, you know, dickbag ways, but, like, less and less. Yeah. Like, he said sorry 
<laughs> on Dynamite. Yeah, he apologized. What the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, interesting, interesting. I I feel like it kind of has to be Joe, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's like on one hand, Joe's not going to do it unless MJF asks. Yeah. Right? So, for MJF yeah. to ask Joe... That means, A, he would be, be like, oh, hey, Joe, here's a title shot. Because Joe said he would do it if he gave him a title shot. So it's, hey, here's a title shot. It's, B, he cares that much about the ROH Tag Team Championships. And, C, he cares that much about Adam Cole, who is his partner. So... I can't wait to see how they unveil this devil. Yeah, like, and I don't think it's going to be Adam Cole. At, like, what if it was Adam Cole as his partner? Like, what if you came back? Like, I think that would be, it'd be cool. But like, that's got bigger moment written all over than fucking zero hour. Yeah, and I don't think it's I don't think it's Adam Cole. And when I said Adam Cole as his partner, I mean that's who he won the tag titles with. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, I don't think it's Adam Cole. But I don't know. And that's the thing too. It's the zero hour. Yeah. So like, they won the titles during the zero hour. Adam Cole and MJF. But for MJF to lose the titles during the zero hours just seems to be. But also, he's defending the title against the leader of Bullet Club Gold, which the Guns are a part of. So the interweaving here is fascinating. Does MJF lose the titles? to set in motion that he might lose the world championship since it's to the same faction? Does he give Samoa Joe a title shot? Does he ask Samoa Joe to be his partner? And then when Samoa Joe gets the title shot, he's like, fuck it, I got the title shot. And then he's like, fuck them tag team titles. Yeah. Right? He already vacated the TV title. Right. You know, he already vacated the TV title unceremoniously. Not sure the ROH titles mean that much. That's a different conversation. But there's there's so many ways that this could go. I know. I know, right? Because, like, I feel like, if, I feel like anything I talk about this match is going to coincide or whatever with the main event. Right. Right. So, like, do we just want to go ahead and get these two out of the way? Because, <laughs> like, nope. I'll wait for the main event. You know what I mean? We can spin around. Like, we can spin the block. <laughs> but yes, it's definitely like, tied damn. together. It's definitely tied together. Because, like, is Bullet Club? Are they going to lose the whole night? Right. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Do they lose everything? Or do? Yeah. Fuck, man. That's a great question. That is a great question. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, that's a great fucking question. Wow. Cause this thing too, right? The guns. Listen, I still don't know which one is Austin, which one's Colton, but they've been putting in work, man. They have been. They're more than just the ass boys now. Yeah. They've been putting in work and their AEW tag team title run. I think it, there's probably a little more juice to it. Shout out to Robinson. Ha. A little more juice to it. 
Imagine Juice Robinson's Brian Pillman ass managing them when they come out for tag title shots and tag title uh, defenses. You That'd know be I mean? fire. Boy got a lot. Boy got a lot going on. All right. I think I've decided to. You want to go on three? Go with MJF. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the guns. All right. See, like, it's just so hard. Like, do you want the moment where MJF loses in the very like? It's right. It's, it's dumb. I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't <laughs> play anymore. Hold home. Man, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. That is, yeah, that's a tough thing. Like, do you want to do it in the zero hour? Um, the reason I went with the guns is because of the question you asked about Bullet Club Gold. Do you yeah. want them to lose all night? And so, I think we get Samoa Joe as a partner. I'm trying to think of who, if there's anyone else going to be fucking, what, Sean Spears? Fucking, like... nobody. Like, it had to be somebody big. It couldn't just be some fucking no-name. It'd have to be also, like, someone MJF has any kind of history with. Yeah. Right? And everyone he has history with is either murked out or is Wardlow. There's too many people coming after MJF right now. Exactly. Which I wanted to talk more about during the main event. But, yeah. Like... I I don't know who yeah, who would make any sense. Um may I don't know, maybe he's got a trick up his sleeve. I mean it is MJF. So I'm trying to think of anyone in MJF. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else in MJF's past that comes to mind. FTR wasn't fucking with him, Sean Spears, that didn't really last long. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. This will be interesting though. But yeah, I'm going with the guns. We, I think we 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 serve two masters here. We make Bullet Club gold look good. Like, oh, they're going for all the gold, and they're all going to take it from MJF. And we, we ask that question, oh, shit, man, MJF just lost the tag titles. Can he fucking, ooh, you know? Um, it builds more to the but then MJF, I mean, he uh, could but, still win and then get beat down. Yep, 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 facts. That's facts. <clears throat> yeah, shit, man. That's real. That's real. I was gonna say really making this work for this one. Yeah, hard too. Fucking hard, man. I was gonna say it could also build to the MJF Adam Cole story, maybe in a sense of because again, I think Adam Cole is the devil. Yeah, me too. I still think he's the devil. So maybe he's building up to that sort of like, fuck, man, you lost his ROH tag titles. Or if he's the devil's like, man, I don't give a fuck about them tag titles. I've been trying to take the main your tell. I've been trying to take your belt for the longest. Maybe fucking. I thought about this after I saw the Wardlow clip. Maybe Adam Cole is the devil. Of course, he got the kingdom on his side. But maybe he's working in some kind of cahoots with Samoa Joe and Wardlow. That'd be a sick faction. Bro. Yeah. Niggas would die. Yeah. Niggas would die. So, I don't know. Feed me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me more. I'm um, going to the main card for the... TBS Championship three-way match. Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue. The guns better fucking win, dude, because you're beating me and I'm pissed off. Sorry, I exclaimed. It was Tourette's. Juvie Cartman. Sorry. 
Motherfucker. Oh, man. This match, I mean, this is kind of a tough one, too. Yeah. Because Julia Hart just had a match with fucking Chris Statlander at the last pay-per-view. It's true. Didn't she? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Not not that tough anymore. And we got Sky Blue, um, who uh, defeated Red Velvet. Yeah, I got Velvet. Sky Blue. There's Julia Hart yeah, and that Sky match Blue's, was. Uh, I mean, yeah. Sky Blue just didn't seem like she was all the way in it. Got you. Got you. Like, I mean, that was the only thing that I could take away that was bad from. Like, she just didn't seem like she was there. Got you. I only I, I got home late, so I only read about it. But it uh, but from what I from all accounts I've seen that last that last half especially was a little little out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, um, Julia Hart has been doing some pretty good work lately. Mm-hmm. So is Sky Blue. Yeah. But I just don't think Sky and they've Blue's... got a thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, see, that's that's the thing. I think. Fuck. I just <laughs> totally forgot her fucking name. Chris Statlander, Sky, Not Sky Blue, Blue, Julia Hart. Yeah, Julia Hart. There we go. I don't know why I blanked like that. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I'm actually going to go with Julia Hart winning this. Yeah. I think so. I don't think Chris has really done too much as a TBS champion. Mm. I don't I don't know. And she's not going to get pinned. Yeah. Sky Blue's going to get pinned. I'm going the exact same way. Um. Yeah. I want to give Chris Sattler a little more love than we had been. Um, she's been killing her mic work. Matches have been cool. She's progressed. It's hard to follow up the Jade Cargill reign. Yeah, for it's sure. super hard to follow that up. Um, and I think you know she she she's done her thing to do so. But yeah, for the exact reasons you mentioned, Julia Hart and Chris Statlander had that match at Wrestle Dream. Solid enough match, and Julia Hart. Has been steadily improving. Steadily improving. Probably the most out of the whole roster on the women's side. Facts. Facts. Between her work in the ring and what she's learned just being around House of Black. (laughs) And I think the fact that she had the match at WrestleDream is the key thing for me. Yep. You don't see just too, too many rematches, especially for people who lost the title match. So for yeah. her to still be in the TBS title rankings run, um, I think says something to me. And I think we get Chris Statlander moving up to the women's world title main event scene. Um, yep. Julia Pettit, I feel like that's kind of lacking up there. It's been, and yeah, we'll definitely hit on that. Yeah, it's, it's we haven't, yeah, we'll hit on that. We'll hit on that. Um, Sky Blue. Still building Sky Blue. She's a bit of a she's building some kind of cult following. Um partially for the in ring, partially for being in the ring. Chill. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Chill. Yeah. Oh, I'm chilling. I'm a professional. Um this is the AEW show. Natty, we'll talk about Natty during Survivor Series. Um shaking the fucking room. Um Never mind, I was about to wild out. Um, anyway, yes, Julia Hart. I think Julia Hart takes it and gets a and gets a run. Uh TBS championship, man. She got built in heaters. Built in heaters. Yeah. Especially Brody King. Accompanying her to the ring. Yeah, she yeah, she'll be she'll be fine. Just fine. Um, look at us agreeing again. We're back on the same page. Um Trios action. Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne versus Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland. 
kind of a tough one too. It's Christian Cage and his his little gang. They're on fire right now. More ma- mainly Christian Cage. Hmm. And Adam Copeland just came to AEW. So yeah. I mean it's. Um, but man, I mean, I don't know. This is this is gonna come down to Christian versus Adam Copeland. I think so. In a singles match. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I mean, fuck, and I, I feel like Darby Allen's out there doing some wild shit right now. Like, isn't he like training to like climb Mount Everest or some shit? Like, he's training to like climb some big ass mountain. I believe so. Yes. Just doing some weird shit again. Yeah. Fuck the family. Yeah. Yeah. See. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really have too much on this match, though. I mean, like, I know everything's going on, but i'm i mean i'm gonna go ahead and say that christian cage and his little gang are gonna win this motherfucker okay 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 um very underrated story that we're building right now like christian yeah. cage has been on fucking fire and for the first time i would dare say for the first time christian might be hotter than adam copeland 100 percent I don't want to say the flame has died out on Adam Copeland. That's not fair to say that it's still him. No. But fucking Christian Cage, dude. <laughs> I think, I mean, whenever they do have their singles match, Adam's going to win for that's sure. And that so, pop is going to be huge. That's going to be so good. Yeah. We finally get to like, that. We're going to get some hate. We're going to get a lot of hate on this one from the fans. Why do you in, say In there. Well, I mean, not us in general, but like, not us, but like, the heels are going to fucking, they're going to. Fans are going to eat up those heels on this one, yeah. which is what they want. Right, 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 right. Fuck, man. Um, Yeah, I, I really like this build of, of Adam and, and Christian because eventually they have to get back together. Yeah. So they eventually they'll have their match, and then they'll separate. But when they finally figure this shit out, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, The factor we haven't mentioned – that's going to be big for me is Sting. Sting's on a retirement tour. Yeah. Sting hasn't lost in AEW. He will get pinned. Darby will. <laughs> I feel that. I hear that. Um, Sting hasn't lost, and it's Adam Copeland's first pay per view. Now, this is Adam Copeland. He's in a space where he can do anything. Like, he'll be fine. Yep. But I think we see Nick Wayne taking the pin here. I'm going to go with the baby faces. Sting, mm. Darby Allen, Adam Copeland. Um, I could see the swerve. I could I, I could see the 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 roll up with the yep. the tights. Most you know devastating move in the game. Yeah, right. Um, and maybe this just serves as a way to end the Darby Allen Christian Cage aspect of this story. Um, but fuck, man. I mean, I can't go back now. I chose it, but it gives us more fuel to the fire for the heels to win it. But again, the heels won the last major chapter with Christian Cage retaining over Darby Allen. So. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I mean, I can't switch. I'm going to go with it. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, Adam Copeland. Yeah, man, this night's going to be fun for us, man. <laughs> <laughs> this night's going to be fun, man. Uh, four-way tag team titles, AEW Tag Team Championships. 
Big Bill and <clears throat> Pretty Ricky, what they call him. Versus House of Black, Los Faccion Ingonobles versus FTR. How you see this going, man? These are like these aren't like super tough fights. These are definitely tougher yeah. than what we've dealt with in the past. Mm. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm fuck. Well, tougher why? Why why you say? It's just it seems I mean like I don't I don't watch too much collision, which mm-hmm. I need to start watching more of. Mm. So that's damn that's probably why. Yeah, the fucking Saturdays, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then, like even watching it the next day, it's like, uh, eh. I feel you. You know? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Big Bill and Ricky retaining. Retaining. What makes you say? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I hear you. I feel you. House of Black definitely made their return. Uh, They made some noise. Hide yeah. your kids, hide your wife. They out here attacking everybody. Uh, FTR but lost. They've done their, that before. Yeah, yep, yep. FTR lost their championships in a very uh, surprising way. Uh, I would say what less than five minutes to mm-hmm. Big Bill, Pretty Ricky, um, and LF Five came and saved FTR from from attacks. Um, I'm also going with Big Bill and Pretty Ricky to retain. Um, the sports factor of AEW makes it so there aren't a lot of long title reigns. Yeah. The longest one right now, of course, is MJF. He's had it for over a year. Um, just doesn't seem to be like a lot of long title reigns in general. Honestly, except for like their main championship, MJF and, and, and Kenny Omega, you know, world champions. John Moxley, world champion. Um, I would imagine CM Punk would have been had things not, you know, went the way it went. Um them winning the championships was such a surprise. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we FTR retained at All In, and then Young Bucks won a shot at the championships, which, you know, thought we were putting us on a certain collision course. Uh, not so much now. But, you know, I talked about how the stories in, in AEW seem to have improved a little bit with, with CM Punk leaving. I would say one of the biggest benefactors directly or indirectly as far as their stock rising was Ricky Starks. Yeah, hundred percent. He was in the middle of a feud with CM Punk, which transitioned into a feud with Brian Danielson, which turned into him gaining a large measure of respect. He never even beat Danielson and got a large measure of respect just for taking that ass whooping rewarded with a tag team title shot and in a bit of an unorthodox team with Big Bill. Unorthodox because their 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 pairing didn't come straight out of nowhere, but like kind of. But it's the big man, little man tag team, which we haven't seen in a while. Like, and this ain't yeah. X Pac and Kane, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Might have to no, add no. him to the tag list. How we not get X Pac and Kane? But um Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, pretty reeking Big Bill. I wouldn't be surprised if they held it in the twenty twenty I'm thinking so. Yeah, just yeah, let let give a little longevity to the uh to the titles there. Um speaking of longevity, the longest reigning AEW. I forgot about Orange Cassidy, the longest reigning orange uh longest reigning international <laughs> champion. Uh defending against Gian Gian 
uh, John Moxley. I see his going, man. I think I think John's going to get it. Yeah. I think they had that little hiccup with the concussion or whatever. You think they reset it? I think they're yeah. I think we're just resetting things right now. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, I'm. I, I, this was an easy one to pick for me. Yeah. Just like I said, I think we're getting back to the story they were originally going to tell. Yeah. Before he got hurt. I think it's tough for me because we just had the the Orange Cassidy reign, a long reign. Moxley won and had to you know give it up during during the. Uh, the Ray Phoenix match, um, but now we've got. Well, then him. Ray gave it right up, right? Because he wasn't supposed to win in the first place, right? Yeah, exactly. And which was an interesting choice that they gave it to Orange Cassidy to kind of reset things. So it's like we get this rematch. So on the surface, if Moxley wins, then like okay, we're resetting where we should have been. Orange Cassidy wins, maybe we're not resetting the trajectory of the championship. But they had a bloody affair. Oh yeah. At all out. And this is a bit of a different Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I think so too. So it's like, do we reset it with Moxley? Or do we continue to see what this new Orange Cassidy becomes? With this reign in the championship, but also bigger than the reign, bigger than the championship, he finally beats John Moxley. Right? I mean, yeah, but like, it's gotten personal. He's going to run through the whole roster again, and maybe he doesn't hold the belt that much longer, but he beats John Moxley. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I feel you. I I'm gonna oh fuck. I'm gonna pick Choose wisely. I know, right? I'm gonna go with Orange Cassidy. I'm gonna go with Orange Cassidy. I think that yeah, I think the championship is on the line. <laughs> That's a, such a creepy face. Uh, the championship is on the line, right? But I think, I think this is bigger than the championship. This is turning to a, a blood match. This is a blood grudge feud. match. It's a grudge yeah. match. They were like Orange Cassidy was fighting John Moxley. Like they he fight. Was. They fighting now, right? And so the international championship, of course, you know the, the the coveted object, but also, it's bigger than that for him. I feel like as soon as this motherfucker starts, we'll be like one of us gonna be like fuck, and the other one's gonna be like yeah, bro, it, <laughs> probably both of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight up, straight up. Maybe we get the trilogy at World's End. Maybe, um. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Orange Cassidy drops the belt to somebody else and they still have the fucking fight, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley, because now it's bigger than the belt. Maybe it's just about them and their pride. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this match, because that match to me at All Out, I think it over-delivered. Yeah. Like, I wasn't the most excited going into it. I'm a little more excited for the sequel. Um, But yeah. 
what a bloody affair that was, like, to see Orange Cassidy bleed like that. But it over-delivered, and now I think this sequel is about to really, really hammer it home that, like, maybe we, we shouldn't have missed sleeping. We shouldn't have missed sleeping. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> uh, nice, dude. This is uh, taking us back to the old days, man. Yeah. There's been, what, one, two, yeah, it was the third match of five that we've not agreed on. So, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to overtake. I'm about to overtake you on this one, dog. I ain't rolling. I'm really ain't rolling. Uh, for a shot, well, more than one stipulation. If the Young Bucks win, then that means Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega have to stop teaming. And if Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega win, they get the shot at the tag team titles. The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega. And Chris Jericho, talk to me about this story, man. How you feel? What you see? I like this story. Uh, I mean, I get the Bucks being pissed off, but they're kind of being some bitches. <laughs> they're kind of being some bitches. Uh, like, that's like, not dude, the first like, time you someone hang... said that about the Bucks. Yeah, it's like, dude, what, you don't want to hang out with this? Okay, we're going to beat you up. It's yeah. like, dude, you're lame. <laughs> that's fucking lame, bro. Right, right. It's I like, think. dude, I'm I'm hanging out with my new friend. Like, we can still be friends, but now you're like, you're making it harder for me to be friends with you. You know, because you want to attack my new friend. And it's here's the thing too, though. The Bucks aren't wrong. Like Chris Jericho, not, but... like the last two years. What a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but like, and not just Kenny, a like, fuck. They got that com- common enemy. I get it. But, like, not just a fuck to everybody else, but what a fuck to these three guys specifically. So, like, the Bucks, even though they're acting how they're acting, they're not wrong. Like, let's grow up a little bit. Grow up. Man. Like, Chris Let's see some older Bucks. Let's see old Bucks. I feel you. Chris Jericho has wilded out on these dudes. Like, for years. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bucks cheated to win on Wednesday. Kick, yeah, they, yep. Nakamura punts. Yeah. 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 To the moon. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. <laughs> Facts, man. Dead ass. Mm. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, like, I wouldn't mind not seeing the Bucks on TV for a bit. Mm. I don't know. you going that deep with it. Yeah, dude, I am, man. I well, am. They're heels now. Are they? I mean, they kicked two niggas in the nuts in their hometown. And then said, yeah, boy, we don't give a darn, guys. They did say we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did say that. Yeah. See, I, I don't know, man. They're at least the heels in that story, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Which again, they 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 not not quite shouldn't be. They shouldn't quite be the heels because again, Chris oh. Jericho is a fucking dick bag for the last few years. But I guess it's how they're going about it. So the nuanced, nuanced storytelling. See, yeah, no, I think I think what happened on Wednesday night with all four of them backstage. And Kenny was trying to like settle it. I think yeah. he's gonna go in there on on Saturday and say "fuck the dumb shit." Mm. We're whooping y'all's asses. I feel like I don't give a fuck. 
I don't give a fuck if we're friends after this or not. Mm. Because like because they they started the shit on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> you see the that way weak Matt ass. <laughs> yeah. that bullshit ass little come, hey, what, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> with the double, with the fucking double, yeah, double axe handle. What was that, man? Uh, uh, shove and ran away. Yeah, okay, all right, young bucks. Um, yeah, I know you didn't choose yet, but just just some of my thoughts on the story. Like, three of these four guys are participants in two of my favorite tag team matches ever. Yeah, Young Bucks versus Kenny and Kota in New Japan. And Young Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman at Revolution. Dare I say it, that might be AEW's greatest match. Yeah, I'd say. Is the tag match. They've definitely had some great moments. You know, I think their first great moment, maybe not great match, their first great moment was Cody versus Warlow in the cage. But for story and for overall match, I'd probably say, dare say, that's probably, well... Well, no, because I, I don't think Cody and Dustin, that technically wasn't AEW yet, was it? I don't remember. No. Right. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, man, this is um, so this is big. This, Kenny always, this seems to be the dynamic with Kenny and the Bucks. <laughs> like, Kenny has another friend who's not the Bucks. Doesn't forsake no. the Bucks. He don't shit on the Bucks. No. But no. the Bucks be acting like little bitches sometimes when Kenny gets a new friend. The difference is Chris Jericho has been a fucking fuck for multiple years now. To where they're yeah. almost justified yes. in how they're feeling, even though they're still kind of like little bitches about a little bit. But at least they're somewhat justified in how they're acting versus just hating that Kenny had a new friend. They're like that set of twins. They're that set of twins who just love each other, but then they found that one guy, and it's like, yeah, no, he's ours. He's ours. You know? Yeah, he's ours. So um, who you got? I, uh, I know who I'm going with. I know who I'm going with, and this match actually wasn't that hard for me to choose. Um, no. In me saying that those three or four, the three of the four of those guys have been in, my, in two of my favorite tag matches ever, Chris Jericho has not been in many of my favorite matches in a long time. Yeah. That's going to be the wild card in this match for me. I think the drama will be there to a large extent. It won't have the drama of Hangman. It won't have the drama of Cody Bushi. But there's going to be some drama there. Do you think we see, like, any chance of shenanigans? Like, maybe, like... Maybe the Bucks are swerving Kenny and are going to team with with Chris. Maybe Kenny's like, yeah, man, you know what? Fuck that guy. And they murk out Chris Jericho. Oh, no. Just a thought. Oh, no. Just a thought. Or maybe the Bucks side with Don Callis. And join the family. Yeah. Eee. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. But I'm going with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Me too. The Golden Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Which they shouldn't be the Golden Jets because the gold comes from, from Cody Bushi. Yeah. And I don't even know what the fuck Jets is about. But hey. 
Must Whatever. be some Canadian thing. It must be. Must be. Maybe dead ass because they're, they're both from Manitoba. There has to be. Like, Is there like a Manitoba Jets? Like, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's like some like city-wide hockey team that only there. I only the, know like uh, Canadian yes. heavy metal. Yes, actually. Well, the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. Additionally, their home arena, Winnipeg Arena, was... Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets from 1972 to 1996. Well, that was easy. (laughs) Internet. Internet. Thank you, Internet. (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, yeah, that was pretty easy. Um, Word. Yeah, I'm going with with Chris and Kenny. Um, The fact that the Bucks are heels now, and we have heel tag team champions... Um, while I think that match will be fun, you got to have that, that face and heel dynamic Yeah, with, with Pretty Ricky and Big Bill. Um, and plus, not that this is a wacky tag team that don't get along. They didn't get along, so there's always that hidden tension. But why not? Let's, you know, let's see what that, what that tag team can do, man. Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, different little chapter. Kenny Omega, is he the longest running tag? Is are him and Hangman still the longest running tag champions? Um, perhaps um, good chance. Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho, I don't believe has ever won the tag titles. No, he's not. So yeah, let's, yeah, let's see how this goes, man. Let's see how it goes. See what it does. Why not, man? Yep. Golden Jets over the Bucks. I don't know what the Bucks do next. I mean, maybe we could take some time off. <laughs> I know you hate these guys. Um, I don't hate them. I don't. But- I don't, I don't hate them either. Just... I um, and plus again, they're heels. They're, they're heels now, so we got to see them be heels on TV versus just taking time off. I they... think it's just the fact they're like EVPs and they're in all these big matches. Oh, look at you being an internet guy. Nah, dude, like the it internet, is what it internet is. Man. Like, Kenny's an EVP. It it is what it What's is. What's the difference? Kenny's an EVP. Is he fuck? Yes. Yeah, you're right. My my argument right. is gone. Chris Jericho was I'm the terrible. first was the first star signed stop, by the EVPs. Stop. You're burying me. <laughs> Internet man. Fuck. Come on, don't bury me, bro. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, man. You you're killing my heat. My credit. My credit just went all the way down. Uh, I love Internet Ren. You know what they should do? Turn them fucking heel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you turn them heel, I bet we got a fucking. Uh, you know what? Yep. Um. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't. I don't hate them. They're just heels, man. They're doing good work. They're doing good work. I know. You know, I know. You know what it is too. You know what it is too. They do have just like unlikable faces and demeanors, even when they're baby faces. That's. I think. Yeah, that's they always got better thing. than you. Yeah. They just they kind of do come off as like cocky California punk kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Despite all the work they've put in, all the stuff they've done to advance this art form, they do like I think I think we had this conversation for the first Young Bucks FTR match about like the grit and hardness of FTR as grown men makes us like them a little bit more than the streamers and the yep, flashiness that's exactly what it is. and the long haired like yeah they got Pulling beards guns now during road rage yeah. incidents yeah yeah all man, about it. man stuff yeah 
to where like maybe just the Bucks' demeanor, like if this was twenty five years ago, Young Bucks might fuck around be one of my favorite tag teams. Yep. And while I definitely recognize their dopeness because they are maybe just thirty five year old grizzled old man in me is like. I can like a little flippy do mm-hmm. little mm, mm, like the cut of your jib. bitches. Yeah, man, I like the I don't know, the young bitches, ha, the young cucks, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, so, brother. Yeah, brother, kill that one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking right. Um, so yeah, I I don't you know I, I I like to see where these heel bucks are going. A nice little nice little uh, little change of pace. I wonder what Hangman thinks of all this, which we'll probably see. Um, in the upcoming weeks. We'll talk about Hangman a little bit. Uh, actually, let's talk about Hangman now. Let's save the two title matches for last. Texas Death Match. Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Did you catch the promo? I read it. I got home an hour late. I was DJing. <sighs> Sound like some good yeah. shit, buddy. Sound yeah. like some good shit, some pal. Good shit, pal. Yeah, pal. pal. Yeah. He's yeah, no, this is this is good. This is going to be a real good one. Uh, I didn't think we needed the Texas Death Match stipulation. No, because I'm. Mean, what is that? What is that? It's uh, it's anything goes, obviously. Yeah, but it's knockout. See, there's been different forms of it, right? There's been the form of like, hey, if you get a pinfall, you get you get ten seconds to get up to get to your feet. There's didn't uh didn't Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy have a Texas death match? I know they had some kind so. of lights maybe it was a straight lights out match, I don't know. Hell, is this under lights out rules? Like does it count toward the record? I don't think they mentioned anything about that. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Cause what was uh what was Hangman? I thought Texas death match was like knockouts. Well, what was Hangman Page and and uh, John Moxley? Was that a Texas Death Match? That was unsanctioned. No, was that was it? Kenny and John. Kenny and John was exploding was barbed wire. Yeah. No, that yes, you're right. Their first match was unsanctioned. <laughs> then they had exploding barbed wire. But Hangman and John Moxley, I think I think that was a Texas Death Match. I think it was. Right. I think you're right. And Hangman versus Moxley. Um, I'm trying to think how that match. Yeah, Texas Death Match. That was this year. Yeah, that was this year. It's been a lot of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Revolution. So eight months ago, nine months ago. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't really think they needed this stipulation because both these dudes can fucking go. Right. Oh, it was March. Sorry, not not February. Go ahead. But yeah, both these dudes can fucking go. So I mean, like, why add this stipulation? Like, why not just have a straight up match? But I guess, I guess things may have gotten a bit too personal with Swerve showing up to Hangman's house. Well, so you're not gonna walk in my motherfucking crib and act like I'm not about to Texas death you. It's like when Stone Cold showed up at what was it Triple H's house, Brian Pillman's <laughs> house. Didn't he show? Who else? he showed up at somebody else's house though too? Mm, did he? Or was it Triple H showed up at somebody's house? Oh, I don't remember. That sounds yeah, very Triple like, H-y. Yeah, like with his weather jacket on. <laughs> his hair all wet. 
Probably blasting Motorhead on the way over there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Spitting water on the drapes. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm gonna Google that. Triple H in somebody's house. Yeah, dude, that I'm, that was something. Pretty sure. Randy Orton's like, house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. WrestleMania build, but yeah. But Randy Orton had already started wilding. Like, Randy Orton had already started. Like, he DDT'd Stephanie. He punted Vince and punted Shane. Like, he had it coming. Um, Swerve, was just, Swerve was just wilding. Swerve was just wilding. Which is an interesting progression because Swerve won the first match. And I know Hangman kind of talked shit about not being done with it. And um, did Hangman, like, cost... Swerve something? Or I don't I, think so. Because I, I know Swerve, I think Swerve helped cost the trios titles, ROH six-man tag titles. Am I correct? The Bucks and Hangman? He, The Mogul Embassy so. won that, right? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm trying to remember which part of the story I'm missing that even made Swerve want to keep wilding after he won the match. Phenomenal match at Wrestle yeah. Dream. Um. But yeah, how you see this going? I see Swerve getting this one, man. Mm. Swerve's been Swerve's been killing it lately. Okay, let's let's keep this going. Yeah, he didn't get any. He didn't get any fucking offense in. That's what's getting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he fucked up his old buddies. Yeah, he said we can't touch, but God damn it, didn't say nothing I about could fuck your buddy up. Yeah, which <laughs> probably takes him out of the match for. As far as interference goes, yeah, he's a manager. He can't, you know what I'm saying? He, oh, fuck. But Swerve's got fucking homies. He Hangman does. doesn't really. Yeah, because they fighting each other. Damn, yeah. that's a good fucking point, bro. That is a good point. Wow. Nana can't get involved. The mogul embassy. Well, here's the thing. Well, Hobbs, Hobbs just took a bottle to the face. We'll see how that goes. Well, he's part he of the Callis family. He did a big show, though, on the car. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I'm tweaking, though. That's the Callis family. Who's even in the Mogul Embassy anymore? I thought Brian Cage was in the Mogul Embassy. Is he in the Callis family now? I think so. Okay. So maybe, okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. That's the thing about their factions. I will say this. Their factions, some of their factions tend to just have changes without, like, any kind of moments about them like the Jericho Appreciation mm-hmm. Society I get it the inner circle I kind of get it right those had moments where you knew this was definitively over Brian Cage is just homie hopping yeah yeah he, dude <laughs> he was team Taz then he's mogul embassy now he's in the Callis family with Hobbs when they had a beef in team Taz what is it about Don Callis's leadership that Brian Cage like you know what I know we had issues in the past and Hobbs oh, like, yeah, dude. you know what? We did have issues in the past, but fuck it. But now we got this. Now we got Don. Now we got Don. The Don. Interesting. Damn, I was all set to be like, Hangman. It's Texas Death. That's the that's the signature match. You brought some great points up. Because for Nana to be taken out, you would think that gets rid of the swerve advantage. But maybe it's like Swerve overcomes despite it. I think so. I'm going to stick with Hangman. 
right, bro. I'm going to stick with Hangman. All right, bro. Um, I'm not so much excited for the stipulation as much as I'm just excited for this pairing. This is such a dope pairing. Yeah. yeah. Like, These guys are going to tear it down. Swerve has had a hell of a few months, a hell of a 2023. 2024 is going to be great for Swerve. This could be uh, co-main event. Dead ass. Dead ass. Swerve's had a hell of a year. He's going to have continue to have a hell of a year. And dare I say, I mean, yeah, Hangman had the Texas death match with, with John Moxley, but then went kind of quiet yeah. for a while. This is bringing something out of Hangman that I don't think we've seen in a while. Uh, this is bringing back drunk Hangman. Bruh, Yes. Drunk millennial anxious cowboy. Yeah, now you just pissed off because you was in my crib drinking my beers, yep. watching my TV, watching my programs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that such a better way to? He probably does go home and like talk about his programs, like that shit. Yeah, I miss man. my programs. <laughs> With his TV up, dinner, yeah, he's probably got. Hey. He's, he's got. Where's my steaks? TV tray. Yep, my Supper, steak. He probably banquet. says. He probably says Salisbury too. He don't. He don't eat the hunger man. He eats the banquets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dead ass man. I think this could lead us to the trilogy as well. Yeah, and we we talked about Jesse John Moxley. I'm good with this. Some kind of definitive final match. I like this pairing, dude. Yeah, I like this pairing a lot. I'd, I'd say this is probably the match I'm most excited for. Like I said, not so much the, not so much the stipulation, because uh, we've talked about it a little bit before. AEW can get a little violent. Yeah, can get a little yeah. violent. Maybe it's, maybe it's because WWE. Has not been so violent. And to where like I'm sensitized again to some of the stuff I've seen. But also. A lot of blood. We should start. <laughs> how much. How many people are going to bleed on this fucking night? It's a good call. Yeah. Bruh. Bruh. I can see Mox bleeding. <laughs> There's, listen. You never know how that's yeah. going to go. It could all, you could always see that. Orange Cassidy could bleed again. It's a Texas death match. Now, black people, because of the skin tone, it doesn't portray itself as well on TV. Doesn't look as good. It don't look as good. Dead ass. Swerve is a darker man. This ain't pretty. Pretty Ricky bled, and he bled like his skin tone was great for it. But like Devon Dudley, like the shit didn't translate as well. You know he had to wear like the white and black camo those nights. Exactly. Yes. That's how you knew he was going to bleed because yeah. he, he pulled out the tie-dye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes too. Um, but, yeah, either way, no, I'm, I'm going Hangman. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Uh, for the AEW Women's Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm. I wouldn't say this is a weird one. I think the only reason I'm thinking this is like – Fucking, what has she been doing? That's why it's weird for me, quote unquote weird for me, because we talk about how there haven't been too many long title reigns. 
and she just won. She hasn't been hitting promos or nothing. Like we've been seeing Tony Storm every week. Yes, hitting timeless Tony promos, and yes. they've been fire. Yes, which is why I think that makes this difficult for me. Because I, I think I'm gonna stand on what I was gonna say, but for the sake of just you know really digging into this story, Hikaru Shida just got the title for one. For two, we see Tony every week, and she's killing it. To where there's a question: Does her character need the title just yet? There's also the question of... Now, I don't know anything about Mariah May. I'm not familiar with Mariah May's work. But she immediately came to AEW and was like, yo, I need me some Tony Storm. Right? So let's play this out a little bit. Does Mariah May come in and immediately help Tony Storm win the championship? Does Mariah May try to be an apprentice... And accidentally fuck it up to where she has to get into Tony Storm's good graces. Is this a Trish Stratus, Mickey James situation to where we had this obsessed stalker? Because time, timeless Tony Storm, she's a movie star. Mariah May is she caught up in being a fan of this celebrity movie star? And this shit turns fatal attraction. So on one hand, I was all but damn set to say Tony Storm. And now I've talked myself into a quandary. Big Ren, what are your thoughts? <laughs> no, I don't know where to go. It. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I like the, the stalker, like the fan turned stalker thing. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really good. And yeah, I, I mean... She doesn't need the belt for her character right now. I think that's that's going great. Yeah, just that. And like maybe yeah, this dude. tortured this tortured star that she is gets to flesh out and develop more with the loss. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm going with yeah. Yeah. Fuck the dumb shit. Yeah. I, I dead ass. I was super set to say Tony Storm until I was too. Yeah. Until huh. you got to thinking. Got to thinking about it. Talked yeah. myself out of it. Pondering then, on it. And then watched Tony win in four minutes. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Again, with such a strong character in Tony Storm, Hikaru Shida's first reign was when a lot of people were very loud about the women's division not having stories. Right? Mm-hmm. My thought was always that the championship is the story for her. Just being a fighting champion and then having other stories built around it. So maybe we have a strong character in Tony Storm. She immediately already has something to do with and because of Mariah May. We flesh out Tony more. We figure out and learn who Mariah May is. We know who Karshita is. And she's the champion. We get some more dope title defenses. Yeah. We haven't seen Britt Baker in a while. Um, I was wondering that too today. Yeah. 
She's she's been gone almost as long as Adam's been gone. Man needs some help around the crib. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, we talked about Chris Statlander going up to the the world title ranks. Um, I think that's a match they would definitely put on. Um, Worlds collide. Yeah, even with you no know, babyface and babyface. Um, who else are we missing? Willow Nightingale making some noise. Um, Sky Blue is always a contender. Excuse me. Um, what other women are we missing? There's Red Velvet, of course. Um, I miss Layla Gray. Where's she at? Shaking the fucking... Sorry. Fucking Jamie Hayter. Jamie fucking Hayter. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a call. What a fucking call. What was she injured with? Uh, I want to say it was like a leg or something. Backstage news on it. Ooh. Thunder fucking Rosa. Oh, shit. Yeah. Any day now. All right. Any All right. fucking day now. Mm, right. Damn. Okay. Okay. I yeah. wish we would have got the Jade Cargill Britt Baker match. Yeah, me too. I really wish we would have, but hey, it's all good. Um, Fightful Select. Later, Crowbridge report while adding some unfortunate news. Barring the instance of a miracle, haters' return to pro wrestling is unexpected to happen this year entirely. Hater damn. may step back into the ring in February 2024 after sustaining various injuries. Hey, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And we totally left out Ruby Soho and Soraya. I know you'd kind leave. Of shit. Yeah, right. I know you'd rather leave Ruby Soho out of any conversation. Uh, yeah. But they they are on the roster. It is a real thing. Um, they got some names, bro. For all the hate that the AW roster gets for the women's division, however many matches they do or don't have, like. That division is comparable. Yeah. Big time. They put on a battle royal on Raw to remind you of all the names that they had, but some of those names ain't really been hitting on nothing. The no. plug and play that maybe a Raw women's division might throw in, like we're going to get Rhea Ripley and Zoe Stark at Survivor Series. Right? Yeah. Whereas Hikaru Shida, you plug in a Soraya rematch. I think it ha- that might hit a little more. Britt yeah, Baker, sure. whenever she wants to come back. Thunder fucking Rosa, whenever that return is. They, yeah, nah, Jamie Hayter, whenever that is. They got some names they could throw in. Tony Storm is going to be just fine because her character work is so fucking good right now that when, yeah, I'm totally off the Tony Storm train of winning this match. And I think, yeah, it'll be, and I think it's going to be better for her that she loses. Because when the character is finally ready to win it, holy shit, bro. Yeah. Think of the pop. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? That'd be huge. So, yeah, I'm going with Karushita um, in a slapper. Here's the thing, too. The fans, the fans are going to be rooting hard for Tony Storm. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And the internet is going to shit a fucking brick and talk about how they're burying Tony Storm. Turn, turn him heel. <laughs> fucking all of that shit. So, you heard. Her, she's EVP. Yeah, right, right, right. right. 
Dead ass. Yep. Dead ass. Yep. 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 Nyla Rose, if she ever makes an appearance on TV, we don't really see much Nyla Rose. Um, don't know what happened to Riho. Shit, Serena Deeb. Yeah, dude, they got they got some names, bro. They got some names. Yeah, nah, man, put some respect on that division. Put some respect on yeah. that division. That's what's up. And now the main event. I gotta say, bro. Like before we get to the main event, us. And we'll talk about some more, but us talking about this card, for the first time in a long time, the most in a long time, has me more excited about this card and going into it than some of the last few cards we talked about. I know I kind of jumped the gun because we always ask that, but yeah, that Hikaru Shida Tony Storm I'm discussion, mm, rev me up. I'm with you. <laughs> rev yeah. my engines. Oh, uh, in the main event, the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Jay White. Talk to me, dog. It's about to be a banger. And I know it was like a month or two ago. I was like, so what the fuck are they going to do with Jay White? Yep. And what are they doing like, with Jay White? I was like, well, why does Jay White deserve that fucking place? We both kind of got what we needed. Yeah. They're doing He's something with him. And listen, <laughs> I knew, listen, I know Jay White is dope. Yeah. But my my thought was, listen, I know he's dope. The whole fucking roster is elite. Yeah. And the New Japan product, while may carry a lot of weight with New Japan fans who are AEW fans, not every AEW fan is a New Japan fan. No. That shit don't always translate the same way. Uh-uh. He doesn't just deserve to be in the main event scene. He had to build that shit up, too, for the new American audience. And I think they've done a great job. Yeah. They've done a I great agree with job. You. you know, Talk to me about this story, man. There's a lot going on in the world of MJF. And uh, also it's been a while since he's had his belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been like a month or two, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Straight up. And I mean, fuck. I mean, he hasn't had anybody. Nobody trusts him. I mean, I think we kind of went over that earlier. Yeah. But well, it's not that nobody trusts him. It's that he went so long without trusting people. He pissed off so many people that the people who do trust him, they've been beating all his friends' asses. That lose you there. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, we back. Yeah, I'm we here. back. Yep, yep, yep. But th- when he finally puts trust in people, that's the funny thing too. His concern was if I trust these people, they're gonna turn on me. Yeah. No one's turned on him. No. It's the fact that when he's trusted these people, they've gotten their ass beat. <laughs> yeah, <gotten> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Which could turn into Maybe I don't need to be hanging around with this motherfucker. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, no, that's a good call. So, but yeah, talk to me, man. It's going to be a slapper. This is going to be a fucking, yeah. Yep. But before you, before you even go, because I know where we're going, we're going the same way. Yeah. We're going yeah. the same way. Yeah, we are. This is, is going to be a dope match. And Jeff is going to barely pull it out somehow because his thing, baby faces are better in the ring, but they're a little dumber. Heels yeah. aren't as good as baby faces, but they're smarter. Smarter. Yeah. Ain't hitting no kangaroo kicks and sportsmanships yeah. and shits. Right. None of that. None of that. You know what I'm saying? So MJF, he's still a dig bag down deep. He'll figure out a way to pull it out. Excuse me. 
Jay White, this is a great showcase for Jay White. And maybe this is a matter of AEW's position in pro wrestling. I just don't quite see Jay White as the guy. Not yet. I feel you. Yeah. Not yet. But I mean, like, he's gonna he's he's gonna get it eventually. But you I mean, so? eventually. Yeah. I mean, not like not any not in any not anytime soon. I hear you. But yeah, he'll get it. He'll get it one of these times. Dig, dig, dig. Um, what do you yeah, think no, about? I mean, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll say, what do you think about the trials and tribulations of MJF? You know, you see reports, you hear reports, you hear thoughts of like the idea of quote unquote overexposure. Um, the fact that he's just got so many people gunning for him, so much going on. What do you think about that from a storyline perspective? And you know. Does it say anything? What does it say from, you know, uh, the shoot perspective? Shoot, brother. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got work. <laughs> Don't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, Don't he? Good. <laughs> <laughs> he got work. You know, he's always going to have an opponent. Yeah. There's yeah. always somebody coming for him, and he's got a handful of motherfuckers coming for him right now. Facts, bro. Facts, bro. It it's it's great for MJF and it's great for the title because some of that stuff is so intertwined, right? Like the thing with Jay White, like it became personal, but it started over the championship. Yeah, right. The thing with Samoa Joe is going to get personaler, yeah, but started over the championship, but. This thing with the devil, if it's Adam Cole, if it's Adam Cole, started with the championship and became incredibly personal. Bro, if it's Adam Cole, I can't wait for that that, that unveiling, right? And what they're going to do with that. If it if it'll include the title, if it include not the title. But the thing with Wardlow is all personal. Yeah. This goes way back. This goes way back. Now, we haven't dug too, too far into that motivation. But it's easy to see, right? Wardlow broke away from MJF. And in the biggest match and moment of Wardlow's career, do you remember what we were talking about? MJF. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was supposed about. to be Wardlow's breakout moment. And on one hand, we talked about MJF and the no-show and the flight home and all of that. But also, MJF just kept putting out dope performances while Wardlow started wearing like Creative Player 6 outfits and cut his hair and lost all the dope <laughs> yeah, shit about him. <laughs> and like... Whatever the fuck he did with the TNT Championship, right? It was almost like... Yeah, literally, right? Right. <laughs> so it was like in the peak pinnacle moment, pinnacle, no pun intended, the peak moment of Wardlow's career is where everything went to shit. This is personal. How crazy is that? Crazy as hell. <laughs> crazy as hell, Right. It's intensely personal with Wardlow. He doesn't care if the belt's on the line. 
No. He just wants to mark out the guy. The guy who everyone seemingly loves. When we watch this dude treat everyone and him like shit. Wardlow is justified. Oh, yeah. And there ain't nothing like like a justified heel. None like it. Um, So it's great for MJF, the character. It's great for the title. But here's the thing, too, right? (coughs) Supposedly, we've got the great bidding war of 2024. Yeah. Not worried about it. Right? But let's think of it, right? This is a way of saying, hey, we've got all this stuff lined up for you. This is how important you are to our television, right? So let's say he leaves AEW. Whoever beats him or takes him out, they get put over huge, right? But they also make MJF look very strong on the way out by being such a key focal point. Yeah. So those are factors to to consider. Um, part of me thinks he already resigned. Uh, me too. Yeah. I don't know that I can. And listen, never say never. I I don't know if I can quite just yet see MJF in a WWE ring. Nope. I think it was the last original from AEW to go. I think that'll be Darby Allen. That too, yeah. That yeah, that guy. <laughs> but either way, I mean, like he, he's, no, like he's gonna he's gonna stick with AEW. Yeah. Just, I mean, like he helped create that shit, like in ring, right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. There's. That's tough, man. Because WWE is clearly the pinnacle of this business. You can become a star, isn't he, too? He's got executive producer credits on the new Von Erichs movie. Yep. So he's already building something. He's been on talk shows. He's he's building his star. <sighs> Heel MJF. They'd have to figure that out with a, with a WWE Yeah, that'd microphone. be tough. Like, that would be tough. Um. Mm, yeah, I don't know if I can see it just yet, but listen, never say never. Right yeah. before Cody left, I was like, Cody would never go back to WWE. And then I was like, How the fuck could I ever thought that Cody would have never went back to WWE? It 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 only makes perfect fucking sense that he would go back. Oh yeah. Jade Cargill is being presented like a fucking star, and hasn't even taken a bump yet on TV. Nope. <laughs> right. So. Never say never. Oh, no, I don't know, dog. But the future's bright for the boy MJF, man. Maybe he he is their flagship guy. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Any other thoughts on that match? Oh, at you. at Any other thoughts on the match? Be a banger, dude. I'm, I'm, I think I'm looking forward to this one the most. Yeah, this might be my number two bus, uh, behind Texas Death. I'm starting to look forward more and more to Orange. Uh, sorry, you know what? Now's a Freudian slip. I met Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, but like, 
the top half of this car is strong, bro. It's fuck. I'm not so much looking to the six man tag as much as I'm looking to the fallout of the six man tag of Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. Um, I fucks with Pretty Ricky. I don't know if that four way will get a lot of time or a lot of the respect it might deserve, but I think that'll I think they'll come out with something to prove. Orange Cassidy and John Moxley, that shit has turned personal. Jericho and Omega, wacky tag partners who figure it out. Young Bucks turning heel. The whole Tony Storm, Storm. Yeah, bro, it's gonna be a dope ass show, man. What do you think about this? What do you yeah, think about this show? <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be tight. <laughs> this is gonna be fucking decent, bro. Wow. Like going into it, it was kind of like, okay, okay, this will be all right. All right. But no, nah, this is gonna be good. Yeah. This is gonna be really good. Wow. I'm impressed. So who are you picking? Oh, I thought we both said MJF. Yeah, no, we didn't say it, but yeah, I think we kind of. Oh, okay, I thought we said MJF was yeah. gonna. MJF was gonna pull it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, MJF. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I yeah, no, there's still, there's still way more story to tell with MJF as champion. I have to see how this whole. I gotta commend AEW because I can't imagine. Of course, I wasn't in the room for the booking for the creative, but this wrench with Adam Cole's ankle. Yeah. Oh, the pivot, the the way they had to pivot, but they're pivoting good. Yeah, they're doing really well. They're pivoting real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, give me more. Give me more. This is a yeah. This is gonna be a dope ass show, man. Dope ass show. I think it'll be paced well. It's hopefully I get to watch it live, but also. The benefit of not watching AEW show live, you get to kind of take a fucking break. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, this hell is, yeah. I'm, I'm more excited now watching on Sunday. Fuck yeah. Shit, let's go. This is <laughs> the wrestling show. There's presentation, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like the the well-paced movie of a WWE show. Yeah. Which makes it a little easier to... Sorry, a little easier to consume. So, either way, though, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm excited now. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, let's make it shake. Me too. Big Man, uh, let me reach on social media, my G. You got it, amigo. All you sick fucks can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Threads, and Instagram at A, motherfucker. A underscore M A A F F H U C K A Ju. I don't know where the fuck I can find you at. Juvi Desayuno. J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page. On Twitter, on the Instagram, wherever you got social mediums. Well, wherever we have social mediums with you. The hard camera. Coverage. Predictions. Criticisms, witticisms, whatnot, here to for the sort of things of that nature. But of course, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Amazon, wherever you can find podcasts, most places you can find podcasts. Do us a favor. Do us a favor. Go ahead, shoot us that five star frog splash, man. Shoot us that Meltzer. Shoot us that Rob Van Dam. 
Let them know what you're fucking with, man. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your, tell your kids, tell your wife. Um, I guess that's the family. I told you to tell your family. Well, family, you know, tell your aunties, tell your uncles, tell your cousins. Unless you're white, unless you're white, don't tell your family. Yeah, don't tell them shit. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them shit. Uh, word, man. <laughs> content. Content, content, content. <laughs> oh, shit. Next week. November is stacked for us, Brody. It is. Next week is a double shot. We've got the Full Gear Recap and the Survivor Series Prediction Show. Stocked up. Stocked up. All the analysis. The only place you can find this kind of analysis is right here on the hard camera. Full Gear is looking fire. Survivor Series is looking fire. What a time. Let's go. Let's go. What a time. I'm your guy, Juve, and I'm here with my tag team partner, as always, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Los Guerreros. I kind of got that right. Until next time, (laughs) we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. (coughs) Salute.